welcome to the Nourishing Soulfully podcast. I'm your host Peter and I'm a certified intuitive eating pro skills facilitator and an eating psychology coach. I'm a qualified trauma-informed practitioner and well-being coach and what all of this means is that I support wonderful souls to heal their relationship with food, their body and themselves. And this week in the podcast we are looking at overcoming nighttime binge eating. So I often, whenever I mention the fact that I am an intuitive eating coach to people, or I speak about the fact that I support wonderful souls to explore and heal their relationship with food and eating, the response is usually around the fact that that person that I'm speaking to is absolutely fine with food until it's night time. They're absolutely fine with eating what they would call well and they have a healthy relationship with food during the day. It's only when the sun goes down that they struggle. And I found this as well with the clients that I've worked with who are looking to eat more intuitively and to heal their relationship with food. It's really not an uncommon thing. And yet it fills people with shame and embarrassment. And it's usually an eating behaviour that people will keep under wraps. It will be something that is a secret that maybe you don't want anyone to know that you do it. Um, And there's a lot of shame around that and a lot of guilt around that. And so I'm really hoping that today's episode helps you to better understand why you may be binge eating. And when we can better understand why, um, and we can ask ourselves certain questions on the subject, it means that we can gather the data on ourselves and look at ways in which we can heal that aspect of eating and that behaviour, and ways in which we can start showing up for ourselves and taking true care of ourselves, Because binge eating isn't a form of self-care or taking care of ourselves. It it can sometimes be used as punishment um, or it is something that we may punish ourselves for doing. So I'd like you to just have a think about if there was a fly on the wall and they were watching you go through a binge eating episode, what would they see? And how often would that happen? So just like so many of these Nourishing Soulfully podcast episodes, if you feel called to write your answer down, maybe in a journal, maybe on a random piece of paper, maybe in the notes app of your phone, please, please do. Because that act of putting pen to paper has extraordinary benefits. And it can really help us to open our minds and delve deeper than if we're just thinking about it alone. However, if you don't feel called to, please just have a think about some of the prompts that I'll mention throughout this podcast and have a think about what your answers may be to them. So if you were a fly on the wall, what would that binge eating episode look like? And how often does it happen? And I'd also like you to think about the feelings and the emotions and the thoughts 
when I say feelings, I, I mean sensations in your body, physical feelings, as well as those emotional feelings that bubble up before you binge at night. So there may be a bit of agitation there, there may be excitement, there may be a tenseness within your body. You may find that your muscles are really tense. Have a think about what's going on before you binge eat at night, just before. And consider if you partake in any of the following. So restricting certain foods during the day, restraining yourself from eating certain foods during the day, or maybe not eating meals and snacks that are satisfying and that sustain your energy levels. So if you're listening to this podcast episode, I imagine that there is some element of nighttime binge eating in your life, whether that's yourself, a family member, someone you know. And if that's the case, at some point recently, you may have experienced restriction of what you are eating or what they are eating, be that through a diet, through food plans, through a fitness plan, or just through more general food rules, such as I can't eat after a certain time, or I can only eat X at the weekend. And it may be around drink as well, I can only drink this after a certain time, or I can only drink this at the weekend. And this is a form of prohibition. We aren't allowing ourselves to do something, and so what happens is we're going to want to do it all the more. So restricting leads to us eventually eating what we wanted to eat in the first place. However, the journey which would have been a simple, I fancy eating X, you fill in what X is for you, and us eating X turns into, I fancy eating X, I can't eat X right now, I'll just try not to think about it, I really want X, I know, I'll drink water, or I'll scroll on my phone to distract myself, or I'll watch TV, or I'll go to bed. I really want X, I know, I'll have Y, which I deem to be healthier. And then you eat Y. I still really want X, I know that maybe if I just have W, and I just have quarter of a packet of W, then I'll be all right that you end up eating the whole packet of W. And then eventually you give in, you eat X, and you feel shame and guilt whilst eating. This tends to fuel overeating, so you eat more of X than you probably would have in the first place. But you haven't just eaten X, you had X, you had W, you had Y, you tried to distract yourself, or you tried to go to bed, you tried to drink water, tried not to think about yourself, you had that internal battle going on in your head for quite a while, and then, even through all of that process, you still have that wave of guilt and shame and embarrassment wash over you. And maybe, just maybe, it would have been nicer and healthier and gentler to notice this wanting to eat something, so 
so in this case x, and giving yourself full permission to enjoy food freedom and creating a satisfying, calm environment to, joy, to enjoy X in. And this cycle is a cycle that clients have shared with me that has played out in their lives over and over again. And it once played out in my life on repeat too, years and years ago. But since healing my relationship with food nearly a decade ago, I've overcome that frantic binge eating after restriction and trying my best not to go near the food I desperately wanted. And I have a healthy relationship with food. Sometimes we can place the foods that we tend to binge eat on a pedestal. So a little bit like restricting certain foods, you may have specific foods that you've deemed as your binge foods. And for some of my clients, it's a particular brand and or flavour of crisps. And for others, it's a specific sweet or chocolate, whatever it may be. But there are foods they've placed on a pedestal and labelled the binge foods. And they can't have them in the house because if they do, they're sure that they'll eat them immediately and everything else in the cupboards too. They can't take their minds off that food if it's in the house. Don't worry if you're feeling like this. You are not alone. So I'd like you to just have a little think about what it is you binge eat. What foods do you binge eat? What foods have you placed on that pedestal? Sometimes it may be a new to you food. So you might try a new to you food. So let's say it's a new flavor of ice cream and you love it. You love it so much that after a few bites, you just want to eat it all because it's so delicious. And that's a really normal experience to have with food. You're enjoying it, your brain is lighting up with, this is so yummy, it's making me feel so good. I really want to keep feeling this feeling, so let's keep eating it. Except as with any food, no matter how delicious it is, once we reach a particular point when eating, we turn a corner and the fuller we get, the less satisfying the experience of eating that particular food is. And if this is something that you have experienced in the past and you feel that it is something that maybe you don't notice that feeling until it's what you would deem too late, when you're next eating a new to you food and you're really enjoying it and you're really excited about it, just pause and keep tuning in and checking in to notice when actually this is much less satisfying than the beginning and, and I've had enough, I'm, I feel fulfilled. And reassure yourself that you can eat this again, it's not a one-time experience. For some listening to this podcast, you may have experienced binge eating during childhood. And whether it's a case of seeing adults binge eating during your childhood or you yourself participating in secret, frantic eating as a child, this will impact your relationship with food and your behaviours towards food. So I'd like you to have a think about if you use food as an emotional support tool. So if you turn to food when you're struggling, it may well be that food has become a form of support for you. 
and it may well take the place of friends or family members to speak openly to and tools and self-development support methods which you could use to stop binge eating but also to use as an emotional support tool as well. So if you're like actually yeah this is something that I think I'm using as a bit of an emotional crutch maybe delving into other forms of supporting yourself and taking care of yourself could be really valuable here for you. So stress and tiredness they can also massively impact the way in which we eat, our behaviour around food, how we feel about food. So be that mental stress from work or personal commitments or physical stress from tiredness or illness. It's going to impact how we eat. And for some, it'll mean that you eat more, it's more frantic, you're not tuning in, you don't feel like it's intuitive. And for others, it will be a case of just not feeling hungry, not wanting to eat, feeling a little bit nauseous when stressed. I'm often asked as well, why do I binge eat when I'm tired? Many of my clients ask for help with binge eating at night. And sometimes the reason behind their binge eating at night can be that they are eating when tired and they are finding that it's because they're not so distracted by life they're winding down, they're starting to notice notice hunger cues, and they're also starting to think about stressful situations that have cropped up during the day. They can find themselves alone at night or have ways to access food without others noticing as well. And if eating in front of the TV is a habit, this will also contribute to binge eating and feeling out of control with food this time of day. Because we're distracted by the TV and what we're watching we are less tuned into what we're eating and how much we're eating and that noticing that satisfied point where we're like, oh, actually, I think I've had enough of this. I'm going to stop eating now. So even if binge eating only happens on a particular night of the week, it may still be classed as binge eating if it's a large quantity of food consumed in a short space of time. And what's important here as well is that you think about how you feel after that episode of binge eating, how is it making you feel? Do you feel guilt and shame? Recognising how this act makes us feel is the first step to helping ourselves. You have one body and one mind. You're in this body with this mind just once. How do you want to feel going forwards? How do you want to treat your body that has gotten you this far? It's really important that we consider how we want to show up for ourselves, how we want to take care of ourselves, how we want to treat our body and our mind, especially if binge eating is something that you struggle with. And just acknowledging that, and if you feel called to, telling someone that you trust about these episodes of eating and the act of keeping them secret can cause the experience to be incredibly shameful. So if we can speak to someone else about it, it can just lessen that weight. If you don't have anyone to speak to about it, please feel free to pop an email over to me, which is peter, P-E-T-A, at nourishingsoulfully.com and just share your experience with me. 
Sometimes just sharing it can make us feel so much better. Remember that overcoming binge eating takes time and patience and gentleness and kindness with yourself. Collecting that data on yourself and acknowledging when you binge eat, was there a trigger? What happened? What caused it to happen? How could you have shown up for yourself? How could you have taken better care of yourself for next time rather than blaming yourself? Give yourself permission to snack at night if there is nothing that would better serve you, but be mindful. Give yourself the time and the space to really enjoy that snack rather than eating it frantically and feeling those feelings of embarrassment and guilt and shame. I hope you found this episode of the Nourishing Soul Free podcast valuable. If you think that someone else in your life may enjoy the episode, please do feel free to share this podcast. And if you could rate and review the podcast on the podcast app that you listen um, to it on, I would just so appreciate that because that's how podcasts are able to kind of get out to a wider audience so that more and more people can tune in and listen to the podcast. Remember, you are doing the best you can always. So be gentle and kind with yourself. If you're currently looking for some form of self-development and self-exploration, you may find Elevate, the course in self-kindness, a really valuable course to take. So it's set out into 12 topics that help you explore your true self. There is a topic on intuitive eating in there. There are topics on connecting with your true self, on joyful movement, on journaling, on how to journal and getting to know yourself better. So for more information on Elevate, please hop on over to nourishingsoulfully.com forward slash elevate. Until next time, take care of yourself and keep showing up for yourself. Be gentle, be kind. You're doing the best you can, always. Send lots of love your way.